0: Carl Denton's Tiny Universe is gearing up for its biggest year yet in 2019. In February, the band releases their first new studio album in over five years, Gnomes and Badgers. The new recording incorporates elements of vintage rock, old-school soul, and classic funk. They'll be playing two shows at Revolution Hall December 30th and New Year's Eve. You can also catch Carl playing sax with the Rolling Stones on the No Filter Tour. That kicks off April 20th. I'm Gregory Day. This is pdxpodcast.com. So i began begun our chat by asking Carl if the band is going to be playing tracks from the new record at the Portland Show, and that's where we begin.
1: We've been playing a couple of tracks for a while, but we we actually just learned another four tracks off the new record. So we're mm-hmm. pretty much going to be going full steam ahead into the new into the new cycle, starting with the uh, New Year's program. right.
0: You're the hardest working man in showbiz. Have you heard that before?
1: I have heard that. I've, I've heard that. <laughs> you know, th- this year's not has not been as hard as 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 past years i'm i have to I, I might have to give my title up to some some younger <laughs> some younger faster guy you know <laughs>
0: right you know i was checking out videos of your your band uh, such a talented group of musicians dj williams uh, did a, a wonderful cover of he just reinvented smells like tea and spirit this
1: was Oh uh, yeah 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 he that's 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 one of his standards yes very cool
0: also on slide lap steel guitar seth freeman he has a wonderful voice
1: yes yeah he's he was the uh he was kind of the um the final key to 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 where the band's going right now. It's it's we're okay. we're having a really good time because um, you know, it was like we I, I was I was always trying to make this multidimensional, you know, um kind of all inclusive style of music. And okay. so it was hard to get it was I was having trouble getting the rock edge out of out of the music and and, and it felt forced for a long time. And nice. once we found once we found Seth, it allowed DJ to stay in his box where he really is comfortable, and Seth covers that other box. So now the band is like this, you know, like the new record. Um, you haven't heard any of it, have you?
0: I haven't. No.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's more of like a it's more of like a like an old soul funk record you know with 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 a a great rock edge to it now and (laughs) it's really because we finally got the band dialed in where where we it's really effortless now i can actually just write a song and throw it at the band and they interpret it perfectly now
0: right and you said you said this in an interview you're taking the music further and that's due to you giving the band a lot more freedom this time
1: yes it's once you realize you know you listen to your guys play long enough and realize you know what you know Zach Zach's kind of the kind of was the first one my my drummer who I got back finally from um the right. original, original gray boy all-star
0: that's right
1: he, he was the first musician in one of my bands to really um to, to really butt heads with me you know about what he felt versus what I felt and hmm. and I and I really appreciated it you know once once you do it a couple times you go Okay, if you're gonna take that much responsibility for your part, I'm gonna give it to you. And um and it's kind of grown out of out of that that um that kind of thinking, you know, where now I'm I'm you know, willing to to let the guys do what they do and and starting to appreciate them more and more as I realize that they do have better ideas at their instrument than I do. Right. You're very humble. Music is hard for me, so I, I it humbles me every day. I feel like the, the the creative process is is my strong suit, uh-huh. and um, you know the actual nuts and bolts of music is not necessarily my strong suit. But, but I do have a, um, I, I I definitely have some kind of uh, uh, a a an artistically organized mind. You know, like right. like um, um, I had I had a dream the other morning. Um, of some song and i haven't even listened back to it i, I recorded it but it was uh it was the gray boy all-stars playing a song and you know I'll, I'll be having these dreams and they're very vivid and then i'll realize hey, that's not you know i thought it was we're, we're covering a Beatles song but it wasn't a Beatles song so hmm. so it you know i got a piece of it so we'll see how far i can go with it but it's 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 the whole dreaming music thing is pretty amazing to me
0: yes no it is it just made me think of michael jackson um now i, I was also watching uh, clips from you uh, playing with the stones you're a very different saxophonist from bobby keys you're a lot more fluid a totally different type of player and what i loved about these videos was seeing the reaction of keith richards as soon as you start playing i just got a real kick out of that because he lights up when you take to the stage
1: you know what, and and I think that's I think that's a lot of it is because I I, I I this is what I think because just because I know I'm paying homage to Bobby Keys whenever I whenever I'm with the Stones, mm-hmm. and I think you know I think Keith realizes that too. Yeah, right. and I think you know me having you know he knows that I can play a lot of different things, but the fact that I that I do spend a a lot of the energy there trying to make sure that that Bobby Keys Vibe is still there. I think he really appreciates that, and so yeah. um, you know, I, I, I hope I hope he appreciates it from that standpoint. Because I, I Bobby Keys really taught me a lot as a young saxophone player. Really, so I, I'm I'm really honored to be you know sitting in his chair.
0: Right. Uh, what did he teach you? I'm curious because he's a totally different type of player.
1: Well, you know what? I, I grew up I grew up listening to like you know John Coltrane, like Billie Spiller's face. Yeah, and um, and Eddie Harris and Euseph Latif and all this jazz stuff. Those are the sax players that I that I revered at and my in my teens, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when I when I went out and uh, you know probably at at 18, I think I got a I I started playing some rock and roll gigs, you know. And I rem- <laughs> remember you know in my in my late teens, early twenties playing clubs you know start playing clubs and you're playing covers and and having these random drunk guys r- walk up to me and go hey play some Bobby keys man and I didn't know who Bobby keys was you know yeah, So yeah. after three of them I went and found out who Bobby keys was and realized oh he's the guy with the stones you know mm-hmm. so I started listening to him and you know and and I'm I'm just I'm the kind of person who, who takes takes everything seriously you know it's like you know even though his style was way different from what I was used to, I took the time to listen to it and figure out what was good about it. And it taught me how to play less notes. Really? How to, how to really be like, be simple with your ideas and try to make sense of things without having to play a bunch of licks. Because at that point, my whole musical idea was, you know, play fast and furious and play mm-hmm. every scale, you know, really fast. And, you know, from listening to Coltrane interstellar space to giant steps, you know, so all of a sudden I was, you know, given this guy who wanted to sound like a harmonica player. And it was like, wow, okay, that's people like that. So it really taught me how to how to slow down and try to try to play inside the music and, you know, be be with what the music um, demands at every moment.
0: Wow, it's really interesting. Uh, you get a wonderful reaction from the crowd as soon as you take to the stage. Uh, that must you must get a real kick out of that.
1: Yeah, I tell you, the crowd's one thing, but like you said, having Keith Richards or Ron Wood, you know, or Charlie <laughs> Watts like beaming over there, or Mick Jagger stop by and slap you on the shoulder, that's that's kind of out of control, you know. <laughs> like people ask me, you know, what's it like playing for sixty thousand people? I'm like, dude, I'm up there playing for four people. Like, like, really, mm. that's how it works. You you on stage with the Rolling Stones. You're not thinking about all those people. You're thinking about those four guys. Let me play on stage with them, you know?
0: Uh, i i got a kick out of the fact that you get a kick out of that i really do uh you describe touring with the stones as sort of a vacation for you you need to take a couple days off or you you work a couple days a week now you also mentioned that you uh you have a a pretty tight exercise routine i've been
1: i try to when i'm on the road my main exercise is i i do tai chi every day tai chi yeah so i've been doing that for like 40 years now
0: you could do that in a hotel room
1: Yes. So um it, it depends on how big the hotel room is whether I do the the full Tai Chi form or whether I do, you know, parts of the system. Huh. Um but I'll do that for my, you know, for my my core exercise and push-ups and sit-ups and then uh, and then I try to walk 5 miles a day. Really? So I'll get a, I'll get out and and uh and put my headphones on and and go walk the town.
0: Mm.
1: And and that's and you know when I'm on the road with those guys the schedule so easy that you can really get in, you know, you can really get going. And, and then my other exercise now that I've taken up now since last, uh, the last European tour is, um, is walking the stairs, you know, in a hotel. Uh-huh. I'll just go to go find the stairwell and, and walk up and down the stairs for a half an hour. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, lots of things, um, you know, just to stay in shape and, and, and stay mentally alert out there.
0: The title of the new album coming out in February. Interesting title for this, Gnomes and Badgers. Why did you name this, this album Gnomes and Badgers?
1: Well, um, the, the, the title came up when, we were, when I was working with the Boy All-Stars on some new songs, and, and, and the guys, um, Elgin said I made it up, and I said he made it up, but they decided not to use it for, for, the, for that record, for a, a title of a song. And mm-hmm. I just love the title, and it kind of made me think of of something that I've been another thing that I've been working on, which is kind of a finding a place for a dialogue between um, between the two parties. you know mm-hmm. so 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 the 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 gnomes are the uh, are the Republicans and the badgers are the Democrats <laughs> and, and, and i'm and i'm and i've I've got big plans for this for this whole thing. i'm gonna I'm gonna you know start start talking to people through them. Um, hopefully, um, I got a guy, I got a, uh, um, a friend from Jam Cruise who mm-hmm. works for Pixar and he just introduced me to a guy over there who, um, we, we just got the album cover done today and it's really? an awesome, it's an awesome little, little, uh, picture of, of, uh, of a gnome and a badger, um, <laughs> you know, talking to each other. And, and so, so I want, I, really, really, I want to really, it's kind of like a beginning of an idea that I want to run with because I just think we're, we're. You know, which is kind of what the record's really about. It's about dialogue. and, and
0: just, Dialogue, yeah.
1: You know, kind of it's a blues record. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's about, you know, the, the way we feel about, you know, our girlfriends or, or husbands or wives or, or how we feel about each other or family or, or political parties, you know, and just the fact that, you know, if we would actually communicate, a little bit more, we probably um, not feel that way as much. That's
0: exactly what we need in 2018, going into the new year. Great way to ring in the new year, I think. I would like to touch briefly on your last two albums with Tiny Universe. I know my time is limited, but I love talking to you. Hang Me Out to Dry, that was you on the vocals. That that was uh, really an incredible vocal performance, great album just incredible energy on this album as high energy as anything I think you've ever produced
1: yeah new ammo is is large the new record I kind of tried to pull it just a little bit down a notch as far as energy but um, but there's a lot more vocals on it too Right.
0: Ah, uh, previous to that, it's quite a while now since it's been released, but it's still a great album. Brothers Keeper, where it counts, it's impossible not to move your body listening to this track.
1: I'm glad you like that. A record. favorite. That's that's one of my favorite records too. I I think the. Uh, it's a, it was an interesting time, you know. It's like. Two thousand nine. Yeah, as a writer, yes. you know, like like me, that was kind of like trying to learn how to write, you know, um, vocal tunes. It's it's that, that's been the interesting process of my career really as, you know, kind of coming from being a jazz saxophone player to, um, to like writing, to singing, starting to sing back with the gray boy all stars and then, you know, kind of becoming a full fledged singer and learning how to control my voice and then learning how to write lyrics. And it's this whole process. And I feel like, um, that brothers keeper record was a was a a good um it was kind of a a good moment in terms of of just you know trying to get it right where there's a, there's a a couple of things i would have done completely different if i could go back and do it again but 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 it um it's interesting just to go back and 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 like we're re redoing a bunch of those songs now for the for the new shows oh really that's exciting playing some stuff off that record again and um you know like shake it out and mighty rebel great song i I was telling eric the other day i go man if i'd just known enough to shorten those tunes like there's so much fat on those songs Mm. that i could have cut away and ended up with a you know with a good three minute three and a half minute song Mm. but it wasn't part of my skill set then but now i understand it you know like it's it's just that producer mind versus the composer mind, right?
0: Uh, the drums of war, another another great track. You're playing the flute on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that was co-written with uh, that's actually wrote, written by John Foreman from Switchfoot, who's a good friend of mine.
0: Now, uh, I'd just like to touch finally just on the rest of your band. We haven't talked about them. Um, the bassist uh, Chris Stilwell, uh, keyboardist Dave uh, Dave Veith and the trumpeter uh, Chris Littlefield. Um, now, th- these are uh, anything you'd like to add about uh, about this killer band. <laughs> well, you that's know, gonna be playing I mean,
1: with with Chris Littlefield, I mean, with Chris Stilwell, yes, me and Zach, you actually have three fifths of the original Boy All Stars.
0: Right. Yes. So
1: I'm I'm very happy with that, and uh, <laughs> and Chris Chris Stillwell is one of the like I I ne- I never do a project without him anymore because he's he's kind of a, um he's a little bit of one of those he's one of those people who are very unassuming but the things he brings to a record is always uh, it's always the stuff that you hear later and go oh that's a sick little line oh that's cool right there you know so um, so I never him and Zach I I, I I'll probably if, unless they leave me I'll never leave them they're 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 my favorites and then. Um, David Veith same thing he's been with me forever now he's been with me um, he's the only original member of of tiny universe really left and then um, um, Chris Littlefield is just you know he's, he's a he's a great foil for what I do you know it's it's um he 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 works perfectly up front with me the live show he's he does you know the majority of the background singing and Mm -hmm. and uh, i i every once in a while i try to push him into singing some leads but he hasn't he hasn't taken the bite yet but uh, (laughs) i'll get i'll get him there eventually
0: (laughs) so you're pushing the band and they're pushing you back that's great that's steel sharpening steel i love it
1: man it's it, it, it and it's it's family you know you you, you 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 love and hate your brothers and sisters so <laughs> we go round and round all the time but it's but it's awesome
0: all right well looking forward to hearing these gnomes and badgers songs i'm really curious about this new album uh carl denson you're a legend this an absolute legend uh, thank you so much wow it's going to be really a, a great way to ring in the new year
1: yes sir I agree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again, and uh, we'll see you very soon. I'll post this very soon. Thank you so much.
1: Have a a great day. You too. Cheers.
0: Today's show was produced and edited by Gregory Day. That's me. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back on Christmas with Red Fang. See you then.